0: Hello, everyone. Welcome. This is Quantum Nurse, and I am Grace Asagra, your Holistic Registered Nurse. Thank you so much for joining me today, because I'm so excited to have our guest for today is no other than Roy Colon. Thank you for coming and joining me today, Roy.
1: Thanks for having me on the show, Grace.
0: Okay. So I want to just remind our audience that all the information about Roy, about me, and you know, I, I'll make sure that I put it in the description. And also if there is a, you have any questions for us, you know, for Roy, for me, or for whatever that may be related to what we're going to talk about, please feel free, connect with us, okay? And you could check out my landing page, which is life. And so we'll just keep the conversation open. This should be not the end after you listen to Roy and me. So thank you. Now, let me just read just a little bit about Roy. But as we go along, we will know much about him. Okay? So Roy Colon. And I guess to some of you, you know that by his last name, you know he's Irish. So he's Irish, but living in Poland. And he's a host of four podcasts. See? Four podcasts, so you have many choices of whatever topics you want if you're looking for Roy. The the one, one podcast is the Speaking Podcast, the Meditation Podcast, Learn Polish Podcast, and the Awakening Podcast. Serial Entrepreneur, and he is currently writing four books. So four podcasts, four books currently being written by Roy. So <laughs> thank you, Roy. Wow, this is just just the podcast itself is a full-time job and writing it is another full-time job. Sometimes I I I don't know how to imagine the times or how a person who's so passionate and motivated like you uh do it. Like so how about you start us with, yeah, how How does your day look like? Let me just go straight to that, because four podcasts.
1: I think um, the most important thing is just being organized and don't be sidetracked. So if you're going to do something, turn off the distractions. You know, don't be hopping from uh, like if I'm doing a recording, say the Polish one, I'll do the two recordings on the Saturday. And then on the sunday morning i'll edit them and i'll send them off i used to do the text but i found that's what actually was the most painful for me it was the thing that i didn't enjoy so i'm able to actually send that to somebody else and they do that so they write down the english polish translation they send it back and then on monday i'll upload the first episode And I kind of do the marketing. And just from playing around, I I was looking at the numbers. So I'll just put up the audio on Monday. On Tuesday, I'll find a picture connected with that. So, for example, if it's cooking, I put up some pictures with cooking. If it's about whatever, I'll, I'll find some picture connected with that. I'll do that on the Tuesday. And on the Wednesday, I'll do the video as well as uploading the next one. And... So I'm constantly promoting daily because sometimes people, and this goes to any kind of business, because sometimes people think I'm annoying people by promoting and you're not because like, you know, for me, I can't say it's my business because I'm doing it as a hobby, but I'm, I'm starting to make it my business because, you know, they're being successful. But like, if you're, if it's what you do, you know, share it because like all of my podcasts and just like yours, they're free. And you're helping people. I'm helping people learn Polish for free. So if somebody wants to move to Poland and learn the language, the great advantage by, you know, learning from me at the start.
0: Oh, okay. (laughs) Wow. That makes so much sense, really. Yeah, yeah, it seems very organized and you don't really get so much overwhelmed. You just really have to say you want to do it and that's it. Just
1: do it. I don't get stressed out. Like I see people... They stress over things. Like I think the meditation has helped me in that because like it's not that I was always like this. I mean, I went through where I was working too many hours. And I think a lot of people, when they're in work, they're thinking of their home life. When they're at home with their family, when they should be present and giving them the time and love, they're thinking of their work. Whereas I think the reality is once you train your mind to be present, then when I have my child, when I'm with my son, I'm there with him, I'm drawing with him, I'm playing with him. And then when I'm doing my podcasting, I'm totally present in my podcasting because I know he's safe where he is. And if the, if I'm needed, I'll get a phone call. So I don't think about that. And I know a lot of, even say, like some people, if they're having a night out, they're worried and it, they, they, they ring the babysitter, say to see, is the child all right, is the child all right? If I go on holidays... Or, you know, go away. I don't have to do that because I know I will get the phone call if there is a need for me to come back. So I'm present with my friends if I'm eating or whatever I'm doing. And I think that definitely helps.
0: Wow. So how old are the kids now?
1: Um, my, my oldest is uh, 20 in Ireland and my youngest is <laughs> six in, uh, in, in- Poland. He's nearly, he'll be seven at the end okay. of, uh, of the area. <laughs>
0: Wow, nice ages. Um, but what brought you to doing what you're doing now, especially the podcasting? Because it may be just a hobby, maybe to begin with one, but now you know you have four. But what, what initially motivated you?
1: What happened is when, when I moved to Poland, I, I was doing real estate. I was involved with a few uh, syndicates. I had a few different uh, companies and I was doing very well. And I was involved with some big fish at the time. There was some people, you know, worked 20 million, 10 million. And, you know, I was like a shareholder in some of these companies. But when the crash happened in 2008, it kind of took a bit longer by the time it kind of moved further, you know, east. A lot of these people, they lost everything. And I thought, you know, I thought they'd get it right. I thought it would come okay. You know, they just had problems in that time. So I was doing well but it didn't come right. And I started funding a lot of the different projects. Like we did a commercial project. I just started lending money into it, thinking it'll come right. And I was the actual president of all these different companies because I was running them all. And when it didn't come right and they, didn't, they weren't able to pay me, the whole lot came tumbling down. And I was looking to be, maybe make about, I had assets of about 1 million. I was looking to make about 5 million euro And what happened is, because I was the president of all these companies, normally when you're in a company, it's like limited liability, so the company has the liability, but in Poland, there's a law that nobody had told me, is that the president is personally liable, unless you declare bankruptcy within two weeks, which I didn't know either, so I was personally liable for a load of debts on the different companies, so instead of being plus five, I ended up being minus five million that I was personally liable for, and I was actually going to declare bankruptcy. I came to maybe an hour, had all the documentation, and this was like later after the insolvency. So I was still liable, but once you declared the bankruptcy, it would have made a difference. But I felt that it, that kind of clings to you, you know. In America, I think you can do that, and a year it's all gone. But you know, in some countries, that's not the way it works. And I just decided, no, I, I'm not going to do this, and I kind of changed and got everything sorted and resolved. But what really helped me was kind of meditating. So I I, I came across this six-phase meditation process, and I just started practicing that. And one of them was like the act, the act of forgiveness. Because, you know, like I had a load of court cases. And there was, you know, people are just, you know, when it comes to money, people get greedy. And then you start... You know, having anger for that, you know, you're going, Look, I done nothing wrong. Yet yeah, I know I'm responsible for all this. So, when you can actually forgive, because when you're angry and when you're telling the story, it's like the pain is inside you. Your cells are feeling this. And if you're telling loads of people, it's you're repeating the same story, which is actually hurting you. So, when you can actually forgive people, you, you can let that go. And that was one of the things that really helped. So, the guy that had done it, it was vision Lakiani from Mind Valley he was organizing a, an event, I think it was in Mexico, it was the first one. And so I said, okay, I was after getting everything resolved at this stage, good, good few years later, it didn't happen overnight, it took me a while. But, so I went to this event and it was like, what's your quest? And I was thinking, what am I doing in life? What's my quest in life? And I said, I spotted so much corruption and fraud by going through all these court cases, in the courts, with the banks, With everyone, there was so much with insurance companies, with the bailiffs. I said, I don't want other people to go through this because, you know, I was strong. It still hurt me. I won't say that I didn't feel the pain, but I know that a lot of people wouldn't be able to get through it. And I said, I don't want that. So I decided at that stage that I wanted to write a book. But also at the event, there was brilliant speakers and I hated speaking. I, like, even though when I was in Ireland, I was running big, uh, uh, like, projects for the company i was working for when it came to time to speaking in front of people you know the client and the architect and everything my voice went i was like so nervous and i saw the really good speakers at that event and i said i need to become a better speaker to get my message out so when i came back i joined toastmasters and i just like the first time i had went to it i went with a friend and i was so nervous i loved it He said, yeah, he liked it too, but he never went back and I wouldn't go back on my own. That's how nervous I was of public speaking. Going to Toastmasters, which is to help you for public speaking, I was even too nervous to go on my own, but a new club was opening and I thought, okay, everyone is going to be new. So I went, I joined and I signed up to do a speech even the next week and just went head in and then started joining another club, formed another club. And when I was at another event, uh, there was a guy teaching how to do, um, podcasting and I never even, it never even crossed my mind. And I thought, Oh, that's a great way for me to get my message out. So I went to the workshop and then I set up the speaking podcast. So that was the very first, it's actually in November, it's two years that I'm doing the speaking podcast. So that was the first one and started doing that. And the next one then was the meditation because I had done loads of meditation in different events. And I loved it, you know, met loads of people, but the ones I was listening to, sometimes they'd stop it or else they'd cha- start charging for it. And I was like, this is annoying. You know, if you're listening to a, a meditation that you love and then it just disappears or else they say, oh, you have to subscribe and pay X a month a month. So I just reached out to the people that I know and I said, look, I'm going to create a meditation podcast for breathwork and meditation, song meditation. You just send it to me. I'll promote you. And so it's a kind of a win-win. And they did. And, you know, it's been for, look, uh, I started doing, tracking the charts recently. And I, I was number one in America. I didn't even really. No, I, I, yeah, in the meditation Aww. podcast in Sweden, in loads of countries. It's been oh, in the charts. Okay. Now I'm starting to actually promote that and show it where I was. But, like, I missed it at the time I was number one. But still to realize that I was actually, you know, it, it was only this week that I saw that I was number one in the religion in um. In America so you know it was good so that was that was that learn Polish that, that's a funny one because obviously I'm living in Poland and I was struggling with the language it wasn't that I was trying to do it I listening to CDs constantly took some lessons and I said okay maybe if I start listening to a podcast because that's a great way you know and the podcast that I was listening to they were either scripted which I do not enjoy or they were only in Polish. So I said, I can't I can't learn if it's only in Polish. So my ex-wife, who's my Polish teacher, I asked her, Hey, can we create, let's create a, a podcast? And she agreed. And I just use my humor. In, you know, if i we put the humor in it, we keep it short and sweet. They're like five to ten minutes, the lessons. If I make a mistake, I leave them in because I think that's kind of motivating for people because sometimes we all, str- you know, some people are just born, they can speak 10 languages, but there's yeah. other people, the same with music, you know, I can't play music either. I would love to be able to, but it's, you know, it's not my skill set. So I think if people can see me struggling a bit, it gives them a bit of confidence. Okay. I be struggling with that. And, you know, and it, it tends to be very well. It's, it, that was number one in a lot of countries as well. And it's doing very well at the moment. It's actually my most popular one. I wasn't expecting that because it was kind of it wasn't really to be the main podcast. But you know, it's great to see it and get all the nice comments back. Because I was expecting you terror people saying, "Oh, you get all negative comments and everything." So I was expecting, and it's nothing but love that I'm getting. You know, people are just thanking me and just really you the comments that you see on the video or the stuff. So. It, it's great, and the final one was the one that it was really what it was all about. It's strange, but it's the fourth one, and the reason that I didn't do it at the start is, it's a t- you know touchy subject. I'm exposing corruption and fraud with solutions, but I felt I needed to be kind of stronger and understand the whole thing before I'd done this one, and now that I've got the experience and everything, so look, like, I think there's what twenty twenty-one episodes, so. I'm, I'm enjoying it. I, I love doing the podcasting.
0: So. It's, it's very obvious and it's mm-hmm. so fantastic to listen to you. It, what uh, amazes me is that they are the topics, the themes of each podcast are what's dear to your heart and to your experience. So you can't, you know, you cannot go wrong with sharing something. And like a meditation for me, I always say that meditation, I think if we grew up in a culture um, that we be, that meditation is really wrapped in all uh, years that we were growing up, it seems like I said, no one should be having a divorce. That's what I say. No one should have like enemies, you know, because you could think we would all be mindful. But anyway, so I love that too. And uh, it helped me. It helped me a lot all the time. And then the, the language, that's nice because I've seen, I think, like little Japanese videos and it's really just short and sweet. And then, you know, you could do that. And so I could, I, that's beautiful that, you know, and yeah, people will be, even the kids, I think might learn from them. You no, that?
1: definitely, yeah, I, I believe. And actually somebody wrote to me uh, on Sunday because they did a good bit of promoting on Sunday and they got a huge amount of downloads. And one of the guys wrote to me and he said, normally when I was, uh, he, it was Cantonese that he was on, but he wants to learn Polish. Now he's Irish, but he's working with a lot of Polish people. And he said that normally if he's doing a course, it's like an hour or more and it's like full conversations. And he said, I can't remember anything. He said, it's a waste of time. But he said, you pick just a topic and just stick to that topic. And that's the five or 10 minutes. And he, he said, it's brilliant. So he, he loves it. And, you know, he's listening to, so, you know, it's just a different approach, but I think yeah. uh, it all helps.
0: Well, uh, I, I'll i tell you a little story of this. Um, I had like a, from the dementia center, but now we don't have that. So there's this Japanese and Spanish. We used to have a Polish lady. So, and they, the, the Japanese he speaks English, but then the, the, the Spanish one, she doesn't speak English. So, but I have to make phone calls to them. And sometimes because it's been months that this, well, you know, strange time of quarantine, etc., has been happening. So I have to find a way to be creative so I don't get bored myself. So I started to ask them, they said, oh, how do you say, have a good weekend? in Japanese then so she tells me and then at least the son and he's half Japanese half American so he knows to speak the language so she he will text me after how it's spelled so and then I will write that on my note and I just I have a kick out of me saying it and I just started laughing and they started laughing so at least that way I get the joy of Calling other than hearing their voice. So I like that. So (laughs) I can, I'm going to check out your podcast in that Polish thing, you know. Um, So, and out, but in America, yeah, we we do have a lot of uh, Polish friends. We just didn't go into the learning. But one thing I will say compliment to the Polish people whom I know, they know so much about herbs, about medicine, food medicine, um, plant medicine. And I think the people whom I met are very down-to-earth and also they love music, arts, dancing. So I have a lot of Polish friends who were learning tango with me. and. Oh,
1: no flamenco tango yeah <laughs> no they, the polish loved their dancing and and with the food like the one thing is when i moved first because i'm 13 13 yeah 13 years in poland is like when i came here first they were extremely healthy like you could see everybody looked fantastic but slowly you can see the kind of americanism you know has moved across unfortunately you know all this fast foods and everything. And you can see the obesity yeah. creeping up and yeah. it's a shame because, you know, they were eating extremely healthy and a lot of them have kept that tradition and it's important.
0: Yeah. So I have much respect for that. Plus the, the, the country has a intense political history that we could learn from, you know, especially nowadays. So with that, I guess I wanted to ask your insights on especially I like the, the name of the podcast Awakening and you know like what's your insight some sometimes I hear in psychic people or those medium and telling us that um the current events happening now is like the whole it's a global call for awakening so share us what you
1: what's your thoughts about that um well what's strange is i did a video when i was 16 and we called it the awakening you know so <laughs> and i think it's it's definitely we're at a shifting time um and we're we're in funny times because you're listening to all this information and it's very hard to decipher what's the truth because you have people like whether it's politics or whether everybody has their own narrative and they push that, you know, and you have to, you're either on their side or you're not on their side. People are getting aggressive if they don't agree with what you do. I think awakening is just kind of realizing what's going on. Um, like I'm constantly, I, I'm always conscious now of why have I that thought process? Why, why do I believe something? Like, even lately, I've been looking back at the education system because I think it's all manipulated. You know, like, we're, we weren't, like, uh, when I, we start school in Ireland at four, and, you know, we're told, cross our arms, put your finger up to your mouth, and just get homework. I mean, you're getting homework at a very young age, and it's to stop you playing. You know, they take out all the kind of art and music out of the schools. They say they don't have money for them. And they just, they make you, they set you up for basically a corporate life. And I, I think it was all orchestrated. And that's to me is the awakening that you start looking at things differently. You know, you start thinking, why do I believe this? Is it true? And it's hard not to, to find the truth because if you go into a, a, like Google or any of these things, they're taking all the, I mean, you know, from, from health, they, they're removing all the health why you know because it's the bad boys that are controlling it you know like facebook are blocking doctors coming out telling the truth why because the bad boys are controlling it and that shouldn't stop us there's other channels i think sometimes it's just a conversation because some people think i can't make a difference i'll just get on with my life but you have to realize that there's no longer a stage that i'll just get on with my life because everything that is happening at the moment is affecting you whether you think it or not and you have to be conscious. So that's why I think we all have to wake up and kind of go, why is everything like this? Why is the medical industry controlled by the pharmaceutical industry to have patients for life? Why why are they trying to get pay people on medicine for a lifetime instead of making them healthy? Why are they stopping natural cures? Why are they patenting everything? So by being conscious of that, you make a decision yourself. So, Like you you mentioned about the herbs and all the stuff, the Polish, like a lot of them are extremely healthy and look very good. And that's because they are looking after themselves. They weren't looking after, you know, but no, I can see a lot of them. Like if you look at the advertisements now, I don't watch the telly, but at the time when you see it, it's all the pharmaceutical companies that are sponsoring this. Pharmaceuticals are on the radio. And, you know, like my son was even saying, and he's six, like, why are they talking so fast? You know, the way when they're telling you the side effects, it's like three times, like, you know, that should tell you something, you know, that's why, you know, instead of just accepting it, you know, that whether you're looking at the advertisements and just going into the pharmaceutical, the, the chemist and buying the product to get rid of something, wake up and go, how can I do this naturally? There's natural cures always but they were quashed but there's plenty of people that know and like even you can write on facebook and ask someone hey i looking how to find out how to fix this there's plenty of people out there that would be happy to help you and like say antibiotics i know just for my children that you know when when they're sick you were bringing them to the doctor you're getting the antibiotics in, and they're sick again sick again sick again and eventually you're going they're getting a lot of antibiotics and then you kind of put your foot down and say okay, I'm going to start doing this naturally. And like, I remember my son, Daniel, uh, I don't know how many years ago, but the, the, like the nurse or the doctor that we used to go, was like, oh, your son hasn't been there for a year and a half. He's not sick. Like what, what's going on? You know, it says like, because, and like you can have turmeric and honey or uh, coconut and oregano. And like we say, uh, cider vinegar, all these things build your immune system. And, you know, with all the, what we call what i call pandemic at the moment did you hear anybody telling you how to build up your immune system to get daylight that every single thing they're telling you is the opposite of what you should be doing and then unfortunately because people are watching the television constantly they're believing it and if you look back in history all the governments have been constantly lying and it only comes out when they're dead because they don't want and it's not as if, oh, that's only coincidence. It's because the whole lot is orchestrated. You'll see pictures of all these people when they're younger that have become presidents. The, their presidents are they're orchestrated to be who's and co- does a different level that's controlling the whole lot of them. And people find that hard to believe. And they think left is the best, right is the best. I think the best way to explain this is Ireland. <laughs> Ireland had... You had two left and right for years, for 100 years, Fine Gael and Fianna Fáil. And because their popularity had gone down so much, they're now in power together with the Green Party. You know, the Green Party is another kind of thing that people are falling for, believing all this kind of green thing. And they have voted in bills for um, vulture funds, which is basically kicking people out of their house to look after these funds instead of the people. So we have one of the worst governments I have ever seen. So that will show you, it doesn't matter whether you vote left or right. It's, it doesn't make a difference. They're all controlled. It's people have to make a conscious decision. So for example, if you have uh, an investment, if it's in investing in a pharmaceutical company, don't, you know, when you're buying your food, like don't buy, say the milk products. I mean, you can get the, from the farmer, that hasn't been all the toxins added, but anything you buy, you know, GMO stuff, like make sure you buy the right stuff, get the toothpaste without the fluoride, make a conscious decision yourself and do all the natural stuff. And just by doing that, then you can share with your family and friends and have the ripple effect. Because if you think you're going to take on the pharmaceuticals or take on the big boys, it's it's hard, but you can make a conscious decision. And just by telling a few people, they can make a decision as well. Like, you know, like um, microwave ovens. You know, I tell people, don't, don't use them. If you hear the ding in a restaurant, don't go back to that restaurant. And, you know, like I explained to people, like they're basically destroying the, the goodness in the food. And some people don't care. They go, oh, but it's convenient. And if it's convenient, that's okay. But it's long-term damage. The reason why people, they, it's not as if when they press the button, they hear the ding that it affects them. Like the way that I tell people. And I, I, if, I, if, you've got, um, if you've got a microwave at home, what I would say is put the phone inside in the microwave and get your partner or your friend to phone you. I close the door. Not turn it on, obviously. And it shouldn't ring because the frequencies. But in all the ones I've tested, only one didn't ring. The rest of them did. So that means it's leaking. And what happens is you have children sitting down looking into the microwaves. It's going into them. and it, you know, it's So just make conscious decisions and you know, try to do juicing and things like that. And that will all help.
0: You know uh, that's that's how I, my journey is similar to what you said of making conscious decision. It was I was still in the Philippines when I started, like I was a just before I finished college, so like in my late teens, and then about to finish nursing, and then after nursing, I I was involved with a group who's. All we did is study a lot about multinational corporations, okay. And um, so, um, at that time, I already realized. But this one impact, I thought I is sort of global understanding already, but more more so now. So in that, in that, and my understanding is that in the, like, if the cost of, like, say, Tylenol is like for a dollar, the the. The the original cost, really, including whatever, um, you know, before the profit is just like 10 cents. So we kept saying, why do they have to have so much profit? So in my mind, all the medication and not even talking about the harmful effects. Right. So just the cost and then of course it got connected to all other political situation and from the in the philippines and then in asia and then the world bank and the imf and when we thought we we can it's nice that money is being loaned to the country to the philippines but not knowing that hey they're practically buying buying the country and maybe the country has no more rights so then i came to united states then I got introduced by friends to eating healthy. Oh, I heard about it in the Philippines, but it did not sink on me yet. So then when I came here, then I learned more there in, in with a group of uh, mostly uh, some young professionals and other like ordinary people and with the topic of know thyself to heal thyself. And that was in Newark, Newark New Jersey at the University of Dentistry and it's a in the school and hospital. Then I said to myself, okay, I cannot go around with arm revolutions. Yeah, that wasn't my option, okay, during that time. But I said, there's something that I can do not to contribute. So that's when I started to be conscious and okay, I began to be a vegetarian. So I said, with that, at least that one, not, so my initial, most people say, think that, okay, my initial motivation to be healthy is for my physical or my, when I got sick, and you know, more, I was also sickly, but my motivation, my strong desire is the, what, what the political implication and the economic implication, the cultural implication of like slowly stripping off your cultural knowledge about your indigenous healing ways. So then, so I said, okay, so, but I'm so glad that I continue to pursue that and I adapted that lifestyle because you really, if like you and me and others who have so much passion and can see are. Awaken to see what's going on. We have a role. We have things to do. We have roles. So if we have to be healthy, and we don't end up in the system that we are criticizing, or that's already flaws in the system, and it's not gonna not as effective. So thank you for sharing that um, insight. Um, and 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 we, with that, with that, in fact, don't you see that you know? Can you? connect it again to how much corruption is happening because it seems like uh you go to this country there's corruption you go to this country, like uh, you know like you think like there's no poverty but I think for every when there's a country there's there's poverty there's corruption in it and it seems like the more the the economic Um, the economic level of the people is low, the more that they get taken advantage of. And when you also said about the education, so I thought I I sort of saw that already, but again, I didn't think that it's so embedded that we just being educated to be like to slave, to be a slave and just follow the corporate world. Yeah, you know, it's but this time that's why it's our, I'm 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 glad you created your podcast Awakening. Is like it's so it's so wide, it's so clear. But yep, not everyone could still see it. But I guess you we just have to keep on you know connecting things, connecting the dots. So how about you talk about corruption that's going on and who's really why why did suddenly someone has to control it, or there's an elite or there's this that slowly get made the like the director the the writer of the song, and as you said orchestrated it
1: yeah, it's gone on for for years, hundreds of years, you know, and just, you know you can put it together now, you can trace it back so if you look at any industry like say the Rockefellers. Uh, Rothschilds like there was a load of in America even there was a lot of natural uh, health systems you know the chiropractor and uh, acupuncture loads of different things and they set up the schools then the medical schools and they started attacking all these other natural health industries and that's been going on for a hundred years and if like if you ask anybody who has studied medicine like in, you know I I've, I've checked a few times in Poland and they don't study natural medicine. I I had a few guests on and we were talking about that and apparently it's like Albania I believe do 6 months but the rest maybe 6 hours in the I don't know how many years to be a doctor, 7 or 8 or maybe more. But you know like food is such a critical part of our life and all they're taught is give you medication, give you medication, you know, get on the blood pressure tablets and like, I'm conscious of the corruption constant And that that's what the book is. I'm I'm looking at solutions. So, so even like you were on about uh, the corruption, even for the poverty, a lot of the charities are extremely corrupt. So like sometimes it's not even 1% of the money that's donated. And that's hard-earned money from people that are thinking that they're actually really helping, you know, because they, they do brilliant marketing. But it goes into the back pocket of a lot of the corrupt people. So what what I would suggest on that is there there is uh, institutions that actually show you which ones are corrupt. And the other thing is I I believe a charity should be fully transparent. So it should show exactly where the money is going. So like if the Red Cross makes two billion for Haiti and builds six houses, you know there's something wrong there. You know, you could build you could build a city for that type of money, you know. And there's a lot of, you know, there's so many, uh, like there's a few that I had mentioned in the in the book that you, you just wouldn't think, you know, the Lady Gaga one. You know like some people think, oh, that's here with the, the Dalai Lama and, you know, they just feel it's all good. Her charity, I think at once said it raised 1.8 million. There was something like 5,000 had went to the charity, you know. And you see things like that, mm-hmm. you're going... And, you know, the same with the Clinton Foundation. You know, there's like 3% goes to the the charity. And the Irish government and one of the richest guys in Ireland who lives in a tax haven donate money to that. And you ask yourself why. They all seem to be moving money from one pocket to the other. And, like, if you look, this you know, a lot of people are suffering now. And, you know, especially in Africa, you can see such poverty there. Yet, now, 5G is being pumped around the world. So if if you haven't noticed it, you look around. They, they tend to be next to most schools. They're everywhere. Like in much in Poland, it is everywhere. That has cost trillions. They're pumping satellites into the... Like uh, Elon Musk, who people think is good. They're something like 42,000 satellites. They've already put up a bunch of them. And uh, Amazon are going to be putting up more. There's going to be 100,000 satellites. So no matter where you're going to be located, you're going to have these dangerous frequencies coming at you and how come they can't find money to end poverty you know and they can find trillions for this technology which hasn't been tested and even in the in america in the senate they were questioned you with horizon sprint and a few of the others and they were actually grilled what testing have you done none so they're ready to turn on the switch for this with high frequencies and if you look at like smart meters The meters are pulsing constantly and you've loads of people now have got heart palpitations, syntonitis, tintonitis, sorry, and a load of other things because of this. Like the frequencies coming from this 5G when it's going to be turned on is going to cause terrible problems. And I've got a report from an uh, ex-Military Royal Marine Navy who worked on this and he was saying that they were using them in Northern Ireland against the Catholics. It's, like it's a weapon so basically you have weapons now it's like an open microwave and people think it's great i can download i mean i don't have a problem with download you know we've got the like there's LiFi. i mean i remember seeing about that i haven't heard no more about that that's a lighting system that's a safe way, way of doing it there's other ways of doing it but yet they want to do it through the frequency who's orchestrated this you know why is this happening all around the world and nobody's got a choice. Everybody, they're cutting down the trees. I remember Sheffield was the first place I saw it. they were cutting all the trees down, beautiful trees. And then they started doing it in Ireland and all over Holland. I saw it probably in America as well. Apparently, these frequencies are killing the trees. And there was places where they've, they've turned it on in some places. So they have them on the lights. You wouldn't even know it. And there was guys doing recordings showing the tree because they obviously forgot some places. Half the tree was dead. So this is actually destroying the trees. So what is it doing to you and yourselves? And people are just thinking, no, it's not my problem. Like there's one now after appearing by the school, with my son, and I, I'm trying to get other parents to come together and let's get this. And no, everyone just kind of doesn't want to know. And it's, it's strange because even the people installing them, yeah, they're probably making great money. You know, the, the planners that are actually allowing this and anytime anyone's approached, they all just hide, they won't come out, so like it, I guarantee if you go to the city, okay, who's actually orchestrated this? They'll say it came from there. you go there it will all it's a pyramid, it all goes back to the same people who are pulling the strings, and you know Pete that's what I mean with the awakening like we need to you need to realize that this is actually going to affect your health, and by just saying it's not my problem, I'll just get on with my happy life. That's no longer the situation you need to actually, you know, and start talking to people and try to see, Okay, how can we stop this? Who's orchestrated this? There's some cities are coming out now and they're actually starting to ban it. And once that happens more and more, because other people will wake up by seeing this, they can say, oh, you can actually stop it. Um, If you can see one city can stop it, it means everyone can stop it.
0: Um, yeah, I, I agree. And I think that's what you said, that it's 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 been going on for years and decades because I I remember that sometimes like here in Princeton, there'll be like words like, okay, there are urban developers who will talk to us about these NGOs or certain things that to make like the, the, the community like feel so good that they're really, making it all for the benefit of urbanization or what, whatever they call it. But now I see more and more that it's setting up all this, like uh, to make, to make these frequencies faster or make it like that. It is like a, a whole, how, how do you call it? Like a mosquito net of, <laughs> that's my imagination, a mosquito net of all these frequencies. And yeah. Um, um, I can see, I can hear others, they notice things, but they don't seem to want to know much more of why it's happening. And as you said, the awakening, the awakening, I think people should even step outside the awakening, because the, the real awakening, people must take actions or make choices, even just for their own personal things. You know, yeah. Um it's it's uh it's it's sad. Um like like for this education for the kids now, right? So you know, going back to why the the education is limited. And my little grandson said, and he's six, he just turned six, and I, so I said, So why are you and they have their iPad and they're calling me, and so I said, What why don't you do something else other than this iPad that you're making drawings and all. And then it's, I kind of felt sad because he said, but Nanayla, I don't know what else to do. It, and it's really it's true. They you, they can only do so much. They need the full time attention because now they're not in school to play, to do it. I said, go and draw. I did that already. You know, he said, So <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so it, it we, and in this time we, it's a lot of um and and back to meditation for me this all boils down again to all meditation in every aspect because meditation is about being aware being mindful checking things out on what's going on that's i think that's all part of meditation and then what to do with it yeah and so what what do you think have you come up with um the personal things if we make choice other solutions, maybe that we could have. All, all I know, and I think you and I have discussion about it, and with our group, that no matter what, is our spirit must never go down. That, like you know, because all the others we don't have a full control, as I said, but our mind, our choices, as long as we can, right? That's you want to expand that more?
1: Yeah, and it's especially no, because I think a lot of people in the last 6 7 months have kind of woke up and realized how bad it is and then they start researching and researching more and they're kind of going down the rabbit hole and a lot of people are getting depressed because of it because they're kind of they've just realized that all their life they thought it it was controlled a certain way that the government had their back and it was for the betterment of mankind and now all of a sudden they're kind of seeing everything different so what i would say is don't keep, keep researching stuff like that. You need to step away. When you feel yourself going down, step away. Make sure you go out for you know, meals with your friends we're, we're in the countries that you're allowed to do that. But you know, watch comedies. I make sure I look at a comedy. I, I know get, do stuff that makes you laugh and joke. Joke and you know, surround yourself with positive people because if you're surrounding yourself with people that are just talking about doom and gloom and you're researching doom and gloom, you're not exactly going to be the happiest person in the room, so you know there's times you need to step away, and I've I've seen it a lot lately, and it's like there's a lot of people that you know, that going don't make sure, but it doesn't mean that switch off, you know, just be conscious of it, but when you find yourself spending too much time, you know, do the things you love, you know, like I you know you're talking about the children with art. Yesterday I was with my son and I was just drawing. And I was doing it as well and I was enjoying it, you know, cause you're getting creative by actually drawing the pictures and he was drawing it next to me and, you know, just start doing things like that or play music and just do the creative side, go out, take a walk. You know, it doesn't matter if, if it's raining, you know, have an umbrella, if it's cold wrap up well, but just go out, walk and, you know, just change the topic, you know, have, if you're going out and you find that you're, you're just talking about the current situation say we're not talking about that tonight you know and just just make it a deal that you lose if you start talking about that and i'll play games and like comedy definitely helps and when you keep your spirit up it it, you can you know you're know then that you're vibrating fun and love and you're lifting other people up and like what i actually started i'm not sure if you saw but i i've decided that with the toastmasters that i'm going to start doing um comedy but with the message so I'm telling important things but through comedy because I said that's a better way of people seeing it you know with a bit of humor you're touching on important topics but at the same time you know that you're not putting them down that you're keeping them their spirits up but still educating them and that's my kind of my new plan that uh that, oh that great I'm doing. great yeah. I
0: can't wait to look at that because I love I like uh, comedians who there? There are many comedians who are just so smart, and for me, comedians are very smart. And and when they are more aware of the situation in the world, they can even be so witty.
1: <laughs> exactly, like Ricky and- Gervais is brilliant. JP Sears at the moment, and you know, they, they, you will learn so much from it because they're doing it in such a way that they they get away with it. If we came out What's- and said what they say, you're banned. So sometimes it's strange. Instead of the politicians telling us what's going on, it's the comedians. So that tells you we're living in funny times, you know. That's that. That's the way it is.
0: And talking about that, do you think um, there are comedians speaking up? You yeah. know, sharing their. Okay, because I.
1: I'm, like the one thing that was kind of frustrating me is a lot of, I call, let's say the influencers, because now we're living in a world of influencers that some people have 2 million, 10 million followers, that they were not kind of speaking up. But I've seen two or three recently. I mean, I wouldn't be following all of them, but uh, you know, one guy is a sports guy. Another one, she's very big on LinkedIn. And they started, you know, like she was talking about natural cures for cancer and stuff. Like that, and I was like, This is great, you know. It's good that, but most of them they don't want to, you know, because they're afraid of being banned, and Mm -hmm. that's their all, you know. Like they have their YouTube or their Instagram, whatever platform they're on, and they just played the game where they're they're just living in this kind of happy bubble. But the reality is, I think they're the ones that really need to step up because, like, these companies are going to them to try on clothes or talk about a product because there are such an influence that people actually go away and buy the clothes or try the product because of that. It's proven. So if they can start telling people, I mean, they don't have to do it in a negative way. They can just ask questions Oh, I'm like, that's what one guy done. But I, I'm convinced that he was awake anyway, but he did it in such a way that he was asking the questions. And when he saw that maybe 90% were on his side, then he was able to go further and further and further. So even if you're an influencer and you, you're afraid, maybe just ask the questions as if yeah i just heard about this and i'm just curious it's like i'm confused and then you're not pushing your opinion on someone you're just asking a question non-aggressively and that way you know it, it can make a difference and i wish more would do that
0: that's a, that's actually a bright idea here who will will we'll wish that for especially for those influencers yeah there's as they said there's always a way to go around the the bush right There's exactly. always if you want you can always say it and that's one good way always asking <laughs> I think sometimes I've done that with speakers <laughs> when I'm attending a you know public events before like so that this it, the opinion will still come from the speaker <laughs> yes. I you know you then as a part of the audience you ask the question and then yeah, you're just helping the speaker get out the, the real truth for that. Uh, yep. Yeah, exactly. We got to do that. So, yep. So for those who have influencers, yeah, encourage your influencers to please start doing some live stream, just question and answer, sharing opinions, sharing thoughts, and then see where that goes. Right. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Um. Then, um then okay so that so that could be one what else can we what else can we expect that should grow more from the grassroots
1: well what what i would love to see and it's something that could happen is if the doctors would sign a document saying that they're not getting a kickback because they are you know i i can't say they are but The ones I speak to, a lot of them, the, the system is orchestrated that when you prescribe something, you're getting money back and they're getting trips, they're getting cars. And then when there's, even I was talking to a guy in Mexico, and even when they were cutting that out, they were able to go into the restaurants. So they were kind of saying as if it was the bill for the agent, but it was really the client. So if you have a doctor that basically signs a document, and it can be tracked kind of like an eBay kind of system, where a doctor will say, I'm not getting a kickback. So basically, because I know doctors that are really ethical and they really want to, and we see it now, there's thousands of them coming out, signing documents, that are totally against what's going on. They want the truth to be shared. They're there to help people instead of putting them on you know, the machines. And if they sign a document saying that they're not getting a kickback or they refuse to be part of the system, and even if it's only 5%, if I had to go to the doctor and you had to go to the doctor, you would go to that guy not the ones that are refused. So whose business would increase and whose would decrease. And that would be a way of getting rid of the corrupt doctors. Cause you can't say, Oh, it's just the, the cabal at the top. Like everyone is part of this. It's like a, the way we could change the system in the morning is if the police and the military refuse to comply, because unfortunately they've been brainwashed from the start into a system that they don't even think they just do what they're told. Like, I know I question that. I said, like, if you've, you're you told to go in and bomb somewhere, do you do it? Yeah. You're instructed to do it. You don't question, is it ethical? And they need to step back and actually look at what they're doing. Because even uh, like the protests now, like there's peaceful protests going on. So even recently in London and like one of our mutual friends, Chris Ryan was there and I saw the picture of it and he, he came on my show talking about it. And then the police just rushed in. They wasn't, they were doing nothing. So, like, why would they do that? Like, the people are protesting because their rights are being taken away. The police think they're like the ones that comply, think they're doing their job and they're great for because maybe they're getting bonuses. I don't know how, why they do that. But they must remember that, yeah, in a year's time, they're going to be fired. They're going to be, you know, and they're then living in a 5G place. They're then living under the system. So when they take off their uniform, they're not. special person they're just one of us who is basically rights of gun and the same with the like if you look especially in america how many of the the vets are homeless do they are they looked after no so they should actually question everything and if they don't comply if the military and the police don't comply this doesn't work because that's what they have like everybody would not be like wearing the masks constantly and just obliging you know going around when they know that it's dangerous it's because you'll get fined they're, they're in here it's like about eight thousand dollars in a thirty thousand slot is fine yeah is that for my health i haven't seen them kind of going out telling us uh, all, all the products that you're allowed to sell in the supermarket with aspartam and with all these other toxins that's okay why why don't you find the people that are manufacturing them so I wish people... That's what I'm saying about waking up. If you actually think that they've got your back, everything in the supermarkets, this 80 plus percent is toxic. It is actually damaging you. And the reason that you don't know that is because when you drink a can of Coca-Cola or Zero, some people think the Zero is better, but it's got to them and the Pepsi mask. The reason that you don't actually think that is that you don't feel sick immediately. But you look at all the diabetics over the years and all the different diseases... They have long-term, you know, they don't immediately. If they did, you would stop. But if we think that a government will look after us and check these things. There's not. Like I had somebody on recently um, about lip balms. There's no regulation in the cosmetics, she said. There's 10 products in America that there's a regulation, the FDA. The rest, there's no regulation. They're self-regulated. So people are putting on makeup, and there's so much toxins in them going into your skin, being absorbed on your lips, and they just assume it's okay. And unfortunately, back to the awakening, look at all the products. Like I use a nap in Poland. So when I go to the supermarket, I scan them. And what frustrates me is so many of them say natural this, natural that. but they're not saying 100% natural. And there's like a loophole. I can have one ingredient and I can have the rest toxic. And people, because when you see that, you just think, Oh, I'm doing better, and even with the like the bio and everything, there's a, a yeah, there is some decent, genuine ones out there, which is great. But you have to be careful as well because I've heard of cases where, where even with the chicken, when they couldn't meet the criteria, they just put in the normal ones. So you have to make sure if you can trace it back, buy local, buy off your local farmer, and that will help. I mean, I know it's not possible all the time, but just to be conscious or try to talk to the people working there. They might tell you and every little decision you make affects their bottom line. And if more people start buying ethically and better products. And the, the other thing is when you're buying all these toxins, you're constantly hungry, you know, whereas if you eat healthy, you won't be like that. You won't be constantly gorging the wrong food. When you eat healthy foods, you won't be craving it.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, and when you you're really healthy, then even your time to be going to the doctor for, for me, time is precious. Yeah. Who who the, who wants to be sitting there for over an hour waiting? That's that's and then if, if it's all if it's disrupting your work day, that's another thing. If if it's disrupting your energy, then you become irritable, etc. It it's just precious. And yeah, people don't must really understand that. Uh, the ingredients, and I was even thinking about like cigarette, right, so they they when when there was a lot of uh, talk or uh, protests about cigarette, then they kind of did uh, something a little bit better, I guess, but then at the same time, all the other in, ingredients on proto- products that you mentioned they don 't say anything about it, in fact, Roy. When I'm looking at the supermarket, I said, wow, there is so much food. Why? I said, I mean, during that time, okay? But I know there's a talk that we may not have good food soon. Let's see what happens. Sometime in November, people are being advised, you know, to make sure they have basic good food. So I said, why is this huge supermarket and all the fish and the meat and the vegetable and other things are just sitting there? and yet on the other, and again, I I mentioned every country, every place has some poverty. So it's then with all the harmful things eventually, and for it seems like every generation or every certain period of time, there's some, some illnesses that are more prevalent than the others. And if people just look at what's happening in the food industry before that then they'll know what's going on and now right now with the 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 frequencies especially the 5G i there seem to be for a while now we've been having an increasing rate of the elderly population suffering with cogn- uh, cognition like for the dementia so you know it's it's all now saying hello it's like we have to really awaken again and to see that stop just like I guess in your family, right? If you have a small family and if your son or your partner or your husband or wife is acting up then maybe something in the environment must be causing it so right away look at that (laughs) And, and see what we can do and when the, how, what do we say? What can we, we advise for those? He said, but that's too much work to do. And it is work. It is a commitment. But what can we advise, Roy, especially for those, the, the elderly are most fragile or anyone for me, anyone past 40, your risk is higher for a lot of chronic conditions past 40 years old. So what do we say in terms of them getting so stressed and now, nowadays, what's your best advice in hearing with your lifestyle and hearing also from a lot of your guests who have shared to you a lot of knowledge and wisdom?
1: It's like, I think no matter what lifestyle you have lived, even if you're 70, 80, there's like you, you can change at the click of a, in a switch you can change immediately and like I think planting the seed as well for the younger ones because what I, what I notice is a lot of the times for the children say the grandparents would be buying all the sweets it's like ah sure I, it's how often do I see him and you know I kind of put my foot down for that it's like I don't want my child eating these things you know he can have this this and this but not all these different toxins and not to be eating yourself. Like, I mean, it's not like I love, I, I would eat, if you got me two big bars of chocolate, I would eat them like that. But what I do is I don't buy them. I buy chocolate. That's 74% cocoa or plus. So I won't eat two bars. I eat two or three squares with a cup of coffee. And you know, you have, when you're shopping, Obviously, I mean, I've done it a few times. You know, if you go shopping when you're hungry, yeah, just don't do that. Make sure that you're not hungry when you're shopping. But when you know when you are shopping, look at the. Difference. And it doesn't mean that you shouldn't have a treat. I mean, I, I love an ice cream. I you know, treat yourself one day a week, two days a week. That's okay. You know, you can't be that. Oh, I never will have anything that's enjoyable. No, I. I mean, I. I do. I. It's not that I don't. I eat everything healthy. No, I. I. I will eat some stuff that I know, but it's enjoyable. But I make sure that for the rest of the week that I'm, you know, drinking the water, making sure that you know that I'm hydrating and that you know taking the omega three and different, just different things. That and you're eating healthy. You know, say with the oils and different things like that. So when you find out something that's not good. Instead of going, getting too overwhelmed as well with the, you know, we're talking about overwhelmed with the information, but it's the same with shopping. Just make a few little choices a week. You know, you can get the app that can check it or just look at the ingredients. Okay, I will cut out, say, the fluoride and the toothpaste or, you know, different things. And each week make a little change. The end of the year, because once you, once you realize that something isn't good for you, you don't the next week pick it up and go... Oh I forgot you you because you've went to, to the the time to actually re- you know look at it and go all right no this isn't good you'd remember it and you're not going to get it again and you'd remember the ones that are very good because when you re- you know research it and check it you go oh this is actually very healthy and you know sometimes you buy products and like I remember a friend of mine telling me that she had bought grapes and went away for the, the summer holidays when she was a student came back and the grapes were the exact same and she was like, what? And she ate them and they tasted the same. Like your grapes should go moldy. Your food should go, And you shouldn't be getting disgusted if you see it go moldy. You should be happy that the mold will eat it. I mean, you see pictures on the internet where people have like kept McDonald's for 10 years or 30 years. And it looks like McDonald's when they show you it. So if bacteria is not going to eat it, you shouldn't eat it. So you should be happy when you see something going moldy. The other thing is, Sometimes you get the vegetables and carrots and things. And they look beautiful in the supermarkets. And then a day later, they're like withered. They do, you know, irradiation. It's just another kind of frequency thing to keep them healthy. And when you see that, just don't ever go there again or don't buy that product. Go to the local market. Yeah, it's a bit of time, but why not make it a game? You know, bring your child there or bring your spouse or whatever. And just go, let's go get some because you're getting out. You know, you're you're picking the food that you want and instead of making it a chore like when I go shopping I don't make it a chore you know it's like if you make if you think of something as a chore you won't enjoy it and you you regret it in life I I think live life like everything you enjoy when you're going to the restaurant when you're going to a meeting when you're shopping enjoy it if you're in the car like I'll always if it's not a podcast I listen to music I like I don't get stressed even if there's a traffic jam I don't let it You know, festering me, because why? Why should I? What you know? Who benefits if I'm getting frustrated behind the wheel of the car? Is it going to change the traffic jam? No. So why bother getting frustrated? Because you're all you're doing is you're making yourself angry. Then you can go home and you bring that anger to your house. And don't don't just just do stuff like. I'd always have a book with me. So if you go to, you know, you mentioned going to a doctor for an hour. I mean, I think if you, in Ireland, if it was an hour, I think people would be so happy because this time you can be four hours or more. Like my mother last year, she was in the, went in for something. She was on a trolley in the corridor. They didn't have rooms for people. You know, it was just because of corruption, the way the whole system has worked. So, you know, just look after yourself. Don't get frustrated. Just be constantly happy. It's, it, it, it's a choice. You know, you can say, this is going to annoy me or it's not. And, you know, like even if you're with your, whether it's a business partner or a spouse or whatever, and you see that they're having a moment, you know, sometimes you just step back and let them have their moment. You know, you don't have to go in and try to change their mood. You know, I think every we all have ups and downs. You know, that it's not that you're living happy, you know, 24-7. You know, there's always little, everybody's got a little hiccup. And just you know if you can communicate with whoever you're working with or partner that I'd rather, some people prefer to talk it out. Some people prefer to have their little space, but you know, let it know what system you like that way. Then you're not bringing negative energy to the room or to the ones that you love.
0: Yeah. And um, I guess for, and for those of us who are taking care of someone, those, that's also a very good lesson is step back and, Really like put time for you, put time for yourself. Yes. And again, in this is where sitting meditation practice regularly comes handy in in uh, the waking hours. On the and others will call it now a contemplation. So your meditation from sitting to now real life. Or yeah, yeah. And we we don't really. Um, tell you not to enjoy your life because that will make you sick as well. Yeah. I like to play. I like to eat also. And so one one advice I tell them if anything that you know is harm, not good, and you like to eat, don't bring it home. So that when you're outside with friends, then you could have a chance to enjoy it perhaps with them, but, you know, but not bring it home. Don't bring an entire What a piece of big cake or the whole cake? (laughs) Then you look forward to the treats outside, which would be rare because now most of the uh, it's also advised that you have to eat mostly at home, when that would always because you have a control of the ingredients and everything else. Yep, the molds are good. It tells you know, um, and I, I. Earlier you were talking about the mask, and I remembered a little story that I heard from Dr. Butar's um, live stream yesterday. He said that he was in you know in one of the airports, and then he's and he, he, he doesn't really wear the mask. And then so the police asked him why he's not wearing it. So then he said, uh, I'm a doctor and I know that you don't have to wear it. I don't, it's not necessary. So then the police officer kind of looked around first and then said, Well, thank you for telling me. I used to worry that I should. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there's all the people there, that, and that's good. Good for you. Good for if you are in the, you know, you're a police officer. If you really have a chance to express yourself, it's okay. You have to express your truth because. Yeah, that's when ripple effects of knowing what's true and you know will will be shared with others because they said if you don't speak what you know as well then you become an accomplice that's what i understand okay so i don't want to be an accomplice i may not be uh, out in the front or you know in the washington dc speaking or i know that doctors in california group of frontliner doctors are coming out. So more and more, more and more people are really coming out, helping each other. But we could use more. Then but don't you see um Roy that they said that in, in United States we're more polarized than other places. You you see more protests outside and in out, out in other countries than here. And it's really interesting because I think we thought them as Americans are more expressive and will fight for what's true. Suddenly now we're all masked up.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think like, there's a lot of um, distractions that are orchestrated because you know, divide and conquer and that's what's happening. Everybody has their little corner that they're supporting and people are kind of against each other instead of all groups coming together to just fight the system because everybody wants the same thing. You know, they just want safety, you know, roof over their head, food on their table. You know, the majority of people want, you know, they don't want to hurt anybody. They don't want borders. You know, people just want that we all get connected together. And, you know, I think in, especially in America, you can see there's a lot of orchestrated stuff and it's sad to see. Whereas in Germany, people would have thought, you know, that nothing there, like they're having the biggest uh, protests there. You know, like there was millions in Berlin but they're still trying to stop it because I found out that just recently that in Germany, you've got like the, the, it's like America, each state has their own laws. Apparently in Germany, it's similar. And they're fi- they're basically telling people that if you go to Berlin, you are, you're in lockdown when you come back for two weeks. You know, that's their sneaky way of actually stopping people to travel for the protest. So, you know, I think, uh, yeah, if you get a big gang of people together, you know, obviously peacefully, like, but uh, yeah, try to don't be don't be put put up, put off by things like that.
0: Well, we'll always find a way on to connect, cause all these are just you know, one strategy of not letting us be connected to one another. But we'll we'll, we'll always find. So, what's your biggest challenge right now, um, Roy? That you see, and how do you overcome that?
1: I think it's it's waking people up, to be honest with you. I mean, there's a big circle of us. Uh, a lot of us are podcasters that are trying to get the message out. Um, you know, we're sharing information. And, you know, like I, you mentioned earlier, ripple effect. I think, you know, like the conversation that you have with somebody, if a few people can hear it, you know, then they can inspire more. And before, you know, you get somebody you know, that it touches. And like the way I see it is sometimes maybe somebody in the household is the corrupt one, but the child wakes up or the spouse wakes up and they can have the conversation and go, Hey, I realize now that what you're doing and that would make a better change than trying to fight the system, you know, going for the individual, you know, like if you saw the police officer was, in the say the London protests or in any of the protests, you know, where they're pepper spraying people and it's all over, you see it all over the world, the pepper spraying people, batting them, peaceful protesters. Like most of them have like the, the numbers on them. Like you should shun them. You know, you, if you're, if that's your neighbor, you know, don't be afraid to go, that's disgusting what you've just done. That's not right. And just, you know, be unfriend them or whatever, you know, because if they realize that their circle, is being changed by the actions that they take then they will think twice before they make these stupid actions you know it's it's not okay it's not okay you know same with the doctors if they're taking bribes and you know they're taking bribes say it you know don't be afraid to tell them go do you actually think that's okay do you think it's ethical that you're actually earning giving the wrong drugs because they're more expensive to somebody or you're not learning you know about nutrition. And instead you're just complying to whatever prescription that you're told is the best, you know, it's not okay. And just to, to make everybody conscious of that. So maybe it's the child that goes to their doctor parents and go, why why aren't you learning about this? Why, why are you trying to prescribe people for life? And that little, because people usually are closer to their family, it may be that will touch. So us having a conversation might reach, reach a child that then talks to the parent. And that's what I'm hoping will happen, this kind of ripple effect, because more and more people are having the proper conversations. It has changed. This year has been a strange year, but it's also been a year that a lot have actually kind of, you know, woke up.
0: And it's strange because there seem to be, you know, a lot more young people who do not seem to see the entirety of what's going on. And I guess that boils down from the education. Yeah. You know, so so I guess sometimes it's like okay, I think it's okay as long as you know how to read and write. Right now, <laughs> forget the other. <laughs> for the read, I I always say to my son, I say make sure they know how to read, to write, to count numbers, and to pray. That's <laughs> it. Pray, and of course, yeah, let them play, but l- let them learn how to pray, because you know with these things. So. And uh, what is your success secret, especially with the four podcasts, the four books? And when are your books coming out?
1: Uh, Well, the awakening one is is kind of ready. What happened is I I had it ready about three years ago. And because I'm, let's say, exposing a lot of stuff, I got it into the hands of about 20 people that I, I wanted feedback from. And most of them said, ooh, aren't you afraid for your life with this? And I really wasn't, but it was more my mom was on about my kids. And I thought, okay, so I held off. But I see now it's like the information is out there. It's just that I'm putting it in my own little format and I'm giving solutions. And I haven't, because some of these books, you know, there's 500, 700 pages. People aren't reading that. I'm trying to keep it to about 200 pages in little snippets. And just saying something and then with the solutions so that, you know, you can just pick it up, read for 10 minutes and then, you know, understand something. And the other ones, then there's one on podcasting that I'm writing because you know I read a lot of books on the podcasting you know, I've done a course mm-hmm. and I see that a lot of people are kind of doing it wrong. And I, I think by actually helping people to do it right and understand the marketing and everything. They'll get their message out because even with the course that we met each other, there's probably fifteen or twenty percent are actually maybe even more are trying to wake people up. They're trying to share knowledge, trying to help. The majority of them are something that's positive. You know, there's very few that have just kind of they're just about a certain topic that's not related to helping people. But the majority are actually helping people. So if I can, you know, create. Like a book, and looking at doing a course as well on that, and helping people how to get their message out better, it it will help. The other one is kind of half written. It's uh it's about choosing between a company, a multi-level marketing, and a franchise, because you know I was uh, involved with all of them, and I know the you know pros and cons of each. So I think if someone is interested in a, a specific type of business, know the pitfalls you know, and advantages of each. And, you know, that's, uh, and the other one is I'm taking the transcripts from the speaking podcast and taking the best part because I've, I have i know, 70 episodes at this stage and over 20 countries. And there's some brilliant knowledge, but I know that not everybody wants to listen to the podcast. but uh, So I'm basically extracting the best parts and that's going to be a, a book as well on how to improve your public speaking. So it's still recording. So what can I say if you're still listening? Not sure if uh, Grace is going to edit this, but if she doesn't, I just say enjoy life every day. When you wake up, be grateful. When you're having your breakfast, be present. Just, you know, be grateful for where the food come. You know, just don't just harsh it down your throat and be thinking, looking at social media and everything. Enjoy the, the food that you're eating and just everything you do, be present. And that makes a big difference.
0: Oh, hello again. So, I'm uh, sorry, sorry that we had some internet issue, okay? But we're back. <laughs> and, These
1: things happen.
0: Uh, this thing can happen. And you know, when you're just getting into the best part of the conversation or you don't want to let go of the conversation yet, that's what happened. But, yep, it's such as life, such as technology. Uh, but at least Roy and I are making the most of what the 5G and other G might bring to us and then you will realize because there are really ways that you could protect yourself and all our choices. Now I um, can't remember what we were talking but we were talking about all uh, your, oh, your books that I I was even saying maybe you didn't hear me anymore. I said when your book when the first book comes out we have to you have to come back and we have to talk about your book and you know, let the audience know that it came out, okay? Yeah, no <laughs> that's, yeah. that's what we're talking about for the book. Yep, don't make it too long. This short one, because it's easy to carry and it's easy to flip.
1: No, I, I mean, it'll be probably similar, because I, like, you know, it,
0: like that. Uh, okay.
1: You know, because I, I did print it out, so I have a couple, but like a lot of the links that I had on it, they've all disappeared. So now I'm just, that's what I'm doing. I'm just making sure that the information that I have is relevant. And it's updating.
0: Oh, okay. So you have to update that. Yeah. Yeah. I do appreciate you. I do appreciate a lot of uh, Celeste Bishop and a lot of people who are not scared to speak out, you know, and just be there because I think you'll be sick if you don't speak out. (laughs)
1: Yeah, no, you have to, if you know something is true, and I'll say that to people that are working in, say, you know, evil corporations or in just bad environments and everything, you know, don't, don't just comply. You know, there's, there's times, maybe you can kind of do it indirectly, but if you know you're doing something and telling the right person or you're revealing what's going on, even if nobody knows it came from you, once you know you're doing something for the betterment of mankind, It all helps. You know, you don't have to just put your finger up to your mouth and say nothing. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Uh, When I was working in ICU and for 20 years and uh, I was known to be speaking up and before I know it, I'm crying, speaking in the middle of all the people because I just need to express myself to the president of the corporation of what's happening with the with the nurses and the shortage and just other things that, you know. And of course, the, the public must really realize that all the flaws or the weaknesses in the in the like corporate ner- in hospitals and nursing. If the nurses are, are, are burdened and they're short of, uh, and they're given, you know, they're not really supported, it's the public that is not safe. And if they just understand that, then they gotta speak up in in behalf of the nurses. You know. Absolutely. And hopefully, more nurses will also awaken. You know, awaken with what's happening. I know it's kind of nice that suddenly they're in. They were. They were in limelight, being like. Like being praised for all the good work and everything, but I said they didn't. They, they, they didn't do a good work just now. They've been doing a good work a long time ago.
1: All the time, so, exactly. Why,
0: why why suddenly use them to for your agenda? And that's when I want the nurses to understand. Don't let you know the, whoever is controlling all the manipulation, all the orchestration, kind of like in your way, in your small group, speak up as well. Exactly, exactly. Okay. So if there's one more thing that you want to change in your life, what would that be, Roy?
1: I, I believe just, and, and it's not just from me, it's from everyone. It's uh, like some people, they live for the weekend. I mean, uh, I think now we're in kind of funny times. So a lot of people are working from home, but even those that are going to uh, to work and don't live your life for the weekend don't live your life for your two weeks or four weeks vacation. Live your life constantly. Monday morning should be no different. You know, I don't get depressed on a Monday morning. It's it's another day. I enjoy it. I, you know, I look forward to what I'm doing and make sure you do that. And if you're living in a situation where you detest getting up on Monday morning or you can't sleep on Sunday night because you don't, Start thinking of changing it. You know, you know, you're not a tree; you can move. And sometimes, yeah, financially, you mightn't be able to. You say, "Okay, I need this job, grand," but instead of going home, turning on Netflix or watching, you know, stuff that CNN and all these news channels that are just brainwashing you. Maybe start taking a course and start educating yourself and doing a skill that you enjoy and love, and then slowly that can be start giving you income that you can walk away from what you hate and then start doing what you love. And even if you got half the money doing something you love, once you can survive on it, it'll be worth it.
0: What was the best advice that you had, Roy, when you were growing up? Like, let's say, consider yourself when you were in your 20s or 30s.
1: Well, I think growing up, I think the best advice was for my mom because I grew up in a very rough neighborhood and my mom was telling me, not to play with this guy not to play with that guy and I was like a rebel and I was constantly wanting to be you know with these people but she was you know insisting she you know she's very good intuition and you know the people that she kept me away from one became an alcoholic another one went to prison and another guy died from drugs so you know if if I can say any advice, it was my mother's love and intuition that has guided me on the right path.
0: Oh, okay, that's perfect. Well, thank you so much. Uh, any any more? Let f- few thoughts, more thoughts, more things just, you want to share. Yeah,
1: I mean, if if you want to wake up, if you know, just uh, just talk to people. You know, uh, if you don't don't push your opinions on anybody. Because that's what's happening at the moment. People are pushing, even if you're talking about the masks, they're pushing the, I believe it's, you should wear a mask to, I don't believe. Don't be pushing your opinion. Just think it's like the man on the moon. Did he go to the moon? Did he not go to the moon? I have a joke in one of the Toastmasters Club with a guy because I'm convinced he never did. And he that guy is convinced he did. And we always kind of have little speeches or debates or just talk about it. So he sends me... And we can laugh and joke about our difference of opinion and be the same for what's going on and any topic that you have. Because why fall out with somebody, you know, whether in America, who, whether you're left or right, whatever. Don't fall out with somebody just because of that, you know, that, or their religion or their color or anything. You know, forget about these things. Don't fall out over anything. Just You know, love people for the person that they are, not about a decision because you don't know why they're making a certain decision, you don't know their belief system, you don't know what happened them, you know, going back. So just you know, accept someone's difference of opinion and just get over it, you know. Because if you can't, maybe you have the problem.
0: Yeah, that's perfect advice because even within your family, within one household that that's, don't expect that everyone will be agreeing to your opinion or to your beliefs or to your experience. Each one has to really experience what they have to experience and then see what happens. Yeah, I'm, yep, I'm, I'm beginning to learn more of that. Because then, then also when you hear other people's stories similar to yours, they say, oh my goodness, Mind, I'm not by myself. That in one household, or in one family, that people don't agree. Right? Exactly, exactly. But that the, the, the highest of all, again, of the frequency is just truth and love. It will always prevail. So, and then we have to put that the same energy of love. Like, uh, because when we push, I say we're doing the same tactic of the, those orchestrating it, then that's not a good thing because then it's, everything is energy as you, as we all know now, that's why, you know, uh, the micro, the microwave, etc. everything is energy and the, the, the plants, the trees dying, getting affected and the bees, you know, just everything. Thank you. Well, tell us what tell our audience where can they find your your podcasts.
1: Um, well, they're all on my name, so roycollin The four podcasts are so the speaking podcast, the awakening, learn Polish, and the meditation. So even if you just type them and my name as well, or just Roy, you should find them. on am not, you know, ten ten plus platforms. So,
0: and where would be the the comedy? portion of your podcast
1: that's on my youtube so um when, when you when you go on to when you find me on the the podcast i normally have like the link tree with the so if you go into the awakening you'll see my youtube channel and then you'll see the comedy one
0: okay so i'll make sure that i put that on well thank you thank you this is such a delight and one thing to have a good conversation is it's also a joy for me as a host and for my own being and, and I always tell people that now I don't I don't feel like I'm isolated because I'm actually be talking to people from around the world and different states and so I, it's, it's like my it's not like an electric energy but at the same time I'm still grounded that this is a um, good way that we could express and manifest what's true and what's loving and you know connected to the infinite consciousness so it's like like electric magnetic and then tesla energy there (laughs)
1: exactly no and i love it even with my family the fact that you can have the conversations and see each other it's the next best thing to meeting people. So do the same with your friends, reach out, you know, cause just, you know, just make sure like, not everybody's doing okay at the moment. So just remember who your friends are, just, just reach out five minutes. Hey, how are you doing? You know, just be there for people, you know, cause as I say, we all have little hiccups in life. So reach out to your friends and make sure, and your family and relatives, make sure they're okay.
0: Thank you. And I, I always end with the quantum affirmation and I tell people that you can have your affirmation. Some, like for me, I have cards like this and I shuffle it every day. And I, in, with intention, I will say like today, I since I know I'm going to have you. So I said, let me have the affirmation that I want to share with Roy and whoever I'll be talking today. So then also listening to us. And I like... To read this three times in the morning in the evening at noon and in the evening someone asked me why three times i think in ancient numerology three is also a a number for wisdom and prosperity so now i have no link for that you could just google it <laughs> but, but you can see it and a lot of the information in ancient is like a three 9, 12, okay? So anyway, here. Daily opportunities. Abundant opportunities come to me every day. It is up to me to recognize and accept them. The universe sends me many messengers and I listen to their messages. I choose to receive many blessings with thanksgiving. Abundant opportunities come to me every day. It is up to me to recognize and accept them. The universe sends me many messengers and I listen to their messages. I decide, I choose to receive many blessings with thanksgiving. Abundant opportunities come to me every day. It is up to me to recognize and accept them. The universe sends me many messengers and I listen to their messages. I choose to receive many blessings with thanksgiving. And so, thank you, thank
1: Beautiful.
0: you, Roy, and thank you to our audience. And this is Quantum Nurse, and I am Grace Asagra. Check out the Quantum Nurse that life. Oh, since um, I I, I want to make a shout out also that I know by the time maybe I publish this, maybe it's late for tomorrow's webinar. But I'm going to be doing a lot more free webinars of on. Um, Focus on holistic health. So stay tuned for that. I will always announce it either in social media or it will be also through the email. So sign up in the Quantum life. There's a landing page there. You could put your um, email there and get your free videos. So it's good to give you something free and inspire you to keep moving on for your health. Okay, so thank you. And don't let anything or anyone take the joy out of your life. This is Quantum Nurse. And in my language, I say Mabalos. That's thank you. <laughs> thank you very and much. How do you say thank you in Polish? Dziękuję. Dziękuję.
1: And in Irish, Karamila Mahakut.
0: Oh, so you know that I... Oh, so Yeah, because that's, there's really an Irish language, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Thank you. Nice. Ding